Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes a scattered way of of 
of being because of all of that energy. And likewise, Gemini would be sort of bogged down by Virgo's meticulous need for all that detail. Whereas Gemini is like, let me take in the information. What's it? Get to the point. Get to the point, you know. And uh, Virgo is definitely long in getting to the point. So that energy is combined if we can have a meticulous or well-thought-out communication. So there's always a bridge uh, even between a square, there's always a way for us to integrate those. And communication as service, um, the, the meticulous nature of language, the importance of words, uh, all of those things are on our agenda for tonight and tomorrow. Mercury is in Cancer, but not quite conjunct Jupiter, and it won't be because it's going retrograde on um, uh, Saturday morning. So the, we're going to be talking about Mercury retrograde a little bit tonight in Cancer and going back into um, uh, Gemini. Um, it is making an aspect, though, to Neptune. Mercury in Cancer and Neptune in Pisces, I think, could make us a little more intuitive, a little more sensitive. It's still a little wide, and like I say, Mercury's really slowing down and getting ready to pull back away from Neptune. So... This feeling might be maybe tonight and over the weekend um, a little bit that we might feel uh, a sensitivity towards what other people need and the way in which we might be able to take care of them. Um, certainly the Mercury retrograde, which we're going to talk about, does raise up our level of intuition, especially when it's in a water sign. Um, but the fact that it's trying to Neptune at the same time can make us a little bit psychic, a little bit uh, sensitive. It can make us also feel a little bit out of our body um, in, that, in that way because the emotional sensitivity um, isn't really easily grounded. Now, of course, um, Venus in Taurus helps with that, and the moon right now in Virgo helps with that, but moon in Virgo is going to quickly you know, change to moon in Libra. And so um, there isn't a lot of natural earth right now for us to be able to attach to. Where we do have the earth is Venus and Taurus, not in opposition to Saturn yet in Scorpio. So that's good because that's a little bit more difficulty in our love relationships. And actually not really making a bad aspect to anything. It's um, a sextile to Neptune, which is a beautiful way of loving it's um, sextile to Mercury, which is a beautiful way of being able to express that. So there's a heightened sense of our ability to uh, love and care for each other right now, which I'm happy to say because, you know, I feel like when I do a lot of Global Energy Minutes, lately I haven't been seeing, you know, uh, all that much positive alignment because it's been square, square, grand cross, you know, like it's all been a lot of difficult energy. So Mars is direct and Mars is moving back into the T-square with Pluto and Uranus, so that's where we have our our difficulties, and, you know, Thailand and uh, some other places. Also, there's been a lot of aggressive news, a lot of, you know, like um, sort of aggressive, angry, violent episodes, so that seems sad, and it seems sad if that's occurring because of some of this T-square energy that it's bringing out, um, some a little bit of fanaticism. Um, Jupiter moving along very quickly now in the last part of Cancer. Uh, anybody who's born in that uh, later part of Cancer, say July 13 
to July 22. Um, right now, you're having a very expansive time, uh, and grab a hold of it. It's uh, it doesn't last long. So um, as Jupiter finally gives you a little a little piece of the action where it's been for an entire year, but for the last little part of the people who are born in Cancer, they haven't really been benefiting from it yet, uh, grab a hold of that because your June and July is going to be quite exciting and expansive and wonderful. There's still a nice trine between Jupiter and Saturn. Again, it connects us with our ability to love and take care of each other. Uranus and Pluto are still in that square. Neptune's doing amazing things, it seems, for elevating consciousness globally. And that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and you're listening to the Inside Connection. So for anybody who would like to get a reading, it's a call-in show, and I welcome you to call in the guest number is 213-943-3395. I always love having a caller. I know a lot of the times that the show has turned into... Um, you know, a bit of me giving kind of like an astrology class, educational class, or some kind of a of a uh, a little bit of a astrology sermon. But uh, I love reading the charts for you, so please stop by and uh, and give me a shout out. I have somebody actually in um, in on the switchboard. I'm going to open up the astrology software and um, go back over there and say hello. Hi, area code 727. You're on the Inside Connection. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Not a problem. How are you tonight? Doing great. How about you? Oh, very good, really. It's been a lovely day. Busy days. Busy, busy days. Have I read for you before? You have not. Okay. So why don't you tell me your first name? Kate. And um, the first initial of your last name? B. C? B as in Bravo. Right, B. Got it. And your birthday, Kate? 9855. September 8, 1955. And your birth time, do you know it? 10 a.m. Chicago. And, like, that was... um, called CST. It was Central Standard Time at that time. You know, uh, the the software is going to calculate that for me, and it does say, warning, daylight savings time was legally observed in Illinois, but hospitals were required to record the time in standard time. So it does say that it was daylight savings, but the hospitals needed to record birth times in standard so maybe the birth times it's are not that, right. Yeah. <laughs> it says you can't count on it, but you see I have good software because it does let me know that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's important. So what we're going to assume is that the birth time was recorded in standard time. It was. In other words, according to the law. And that that the way that my software calculates it with you have Libra twenty six degrees Libra rising. Do you know your chart? I do. You do? I do know that I am Libra rising and Gemini Moon. Great. 
so, you know, uh, look, we can take a look at this. There's, there's a lot of really amazing things going on in your chart because you're in the midst of having a Saturn return. And Saturn is actually going to be stationary on your natal Saturn for most of the whole summer, which is kind of deep and very profound. And, you know, you've been through some difficult times recently, I would say, because Pluto and Uranus have been square your Mercury. That could be very confusing. And also Neptune has been square your Moon in Gemini. And you're going to have a little bit more of that because Mercury is also going to be stationary square your uh, moon. So you're having some, well, the pro, the Neptune process, which let's look at that first. The Saturn process is about maturation and getting rid of things that no longer serve you and being more disciplined. And I think, you know, when we have our second Saturn return, like you are, because the first one's at age 29, I think when we have the second one, we're actually more equipped to do what's necessary. So since you have Saturn in the first house, it's almost like needing to get rid of things even in your personality or in your personal identity that no longer serve you, whether it's perfectionism or, you know, relationship needs or the desire to um, go even more deeply and become more spiritual to to be to be you know uh, become more connected and bring what it is that that you learn and read and study uh, more into the the spiritual connection of your life or to become more financially successful in some way that could be important to you because your moon's north node is in the second house and then the, the Virgo aspect of your chart, I, I would hope that you have a number of friends, because if your birth time is correct, then you have three planets in the 11th house. I would hope you have good friends, loyal friends, people who are helpful to you, people who you want uh, to be helpful to, um, you know, people in your life that are um, really, like, decent, hardworking, and dedicated to you. And the uh, the other big part of your chart that I think is so interesting is that you have Uranus and Leo conjunct the midheaven. So I'm wondering if you're expecting to become a little bit more famous, Kate. I wonder if you're expecting to become a little bit more, like, you know, known, get a little notoriety, have a little bit more public attention placed on you. Because Jupiter is going to go into your... 10th house, it's going to conjunct your Uranus in July, just about a month from now, a little more than a month really, closer to August. And then in the fall of this year, you're going to have a Jupiter return, Jupiter in Leo in the 10th. So as your life has progressed, again, you're you're going to be having your fifth Jupiter return because it's about every 11 and a half years to 12 years. So it happens close to 49, 47, 49, uh, or, uh, sorry, 59, 60. Um, that's the that's the um, the fifth one. It's close to 60, and then also you have a Saturn return at um, 58. So you're in the midst of having both of those things at the same time. It can be a lot of energy for you. Um, so it, the Jupiter and Leo in the tenth house. It's as if you know you've got um, you know quite a presence and people notice you. Um, I would say that whatever it is that you need to sort of let go of in your personality that may be preventing you from, maybe you feel a lot more private and a lot more secretive and a lot more 
like you would like, you know, more more like you would like to, you know, remain more in the background. And yet there's an awful lot of your chart that says, no, you belong on the stage, whatever that means to you. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you need to be in theater or that you need to be world famous. But you have the chart of, of attracting attention to yourself as a leader. And that can happen even in a local environment. Um, I guess, yeah, how am I doing so far? Doing great. Yeah. So do you know what's coming up? How, who's going to be, how are you going to be pushing yourself out there? I don't know specifically. I have had um, a, um, I have been in the background in that I have um, elected to place all of my effort and attention to parenting. And my daughter just graduated from high school yesterday. Great. Congratulations. um, Huge change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think you're going to feel a lot more connected to yourself, you know, a lot more connected to what it is that you need, because you definitely have some spiritual goals, Moon's North Node and Sagittarius, you know, maybe you want to travel, maybe, you know, you want to at least travel locally or go somewhere, you know what I mean, spend some time reconnecting with yourself, I think that's a part of the Saturn return for you, and, um, and, you know, just be cautious. I guess it's a, it's worth mentioning to you because the shadow side of Neptune is disappointment um, from things that you might, you know, hope for. So I guess especially for the remainder of this year, I know there's a lot of this year left, a whole six months of it, but you definitely have a couple of transits that are a little more on the shady side of Neptune. And that would mean that, you know, you could be disappointed, disillusioned, someone could misrepresent themselves. Whether they do that intentionally or not doesn't really matter. What matters is is that your ego could get caught up in someone or something and, you know, you could find that you feel taken advantage of. Whether you really are or not, you could feel that way. So I would be cautious about you know, really examining opportunities and making sure that they're for real. Okay. Okay? Do you have any questions? Um, Anything in particular stand out, um, particularly regarding the, um, let me see, Um, in terms of um, being on stage, uh-huh. metaphorically or otherwise. Right. Does anything stand out about that? Um, um, can you expand um, on that at all? Writing, teaching, um, communication. Uh, Jupiter rules your third house. So I would think some some of those things might be involved. But it could be sales because the third house also rules sales because there's a lot of communicating and talking. So, you know, a sales position, I don't know if you're planning on working or expanding your job, but usually, 
Jupiter going into the 10th house represents some kind of a career promotion or a newfound income, things like that. So it could be as simple as something like that. Anywhere where you're communicating and you become the leader and even a sales position has that kind of energy with it because you become, you know, the center of the authority of, you know, communicating and trying to sell. So it doesn't have to be just about writing or um, or educating. It can definitely be about um, uh, uh, sales or, or blogging, you know, anything like that. But, I mean, it's it's something that I think is going to really push you out into a new place of being more public. You're going to become more public um, than you've been for a while because you've been, you know, taking care of family. Mm-hmm. I was uh, extremely public um, until about 18 years ago. Right. Well, that time is coming again because it's a natural part of your chart and you should definitely embrace it. Interesting. Thanks so much for calling into this show. Thanks for the reading. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome, much. dear. Oh, it was nice to talk to you. Bye-bye. Lovely caller there from Chicago and um, with a very, you know, interesting chart. There's an awful lot to say in astrology and in astrology reading, you know. So banging one of those out in like 10 minutes when you can spend two hours talking to someone about their chart is not always, I don't want to say it's not easy. It doesn't always feel complete. It always sort of feels like there's tons more that could be said, but, you know, you want to be able to... um, you know, um, get, say other things, you know, work with someone, show a little bit about the power of astrology and how we can learn a lot about ourselves. And then, you know, uh, also I love doing a little bit of the, the show topic. So um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about that Mercury retrograde. Um, the uh, Mercury is going retrograde on Saturday and um, it's uh, somewhat of a big deal because it's uh, going back from Cancer back into Gemini and Mercury rules Gemini. So we're going to have an exaggerated sense of uh, information coming at us. And while, uh, you know, normally uh, Mercury retrogrades put us into a period of review and, um, you know, the, the general thing, it affects travel, it affects movement, it affects communication, mail, computers, contracts. There's all that, you know, stuff that I've certainly talked about before on other shows and um, and it's, that goes without saying that that stuff's going to be around again from June the 7th until July the 2nd. Once again, those are the dates of the retrograde. So, you know, if you're going to be traveling, you need to sort of prepare that it might not go smoothly. If you're sending out emails and communications, reread them because they may not get read the way you think they're going to. Uh, if there's anything that's bugging you about your computer, you should have it checked. And it's not really advisable to sign a contract between June the 7th and July the 2nd. In fact, you should wait until after July the 4th at this point because um, that energy, the stationary energy, is not that productive either. But um, but this particular Mercury retrograde, how do we examine a Mercury retrograde that's happening in water? 
um, because there is, you know, a fairly decent piece of it, at least about um, almost 10, 10 days where it's going to be in cancer. And um, the answer to that is, is that, that, that what I was mentioning before, that there's an increase in our natural ability to have to be intuitive, which can be confusing sometimes, right? Because when we get a hunch, we don't always act on it because we don't always know if our hunches are right. And in order to have a more clear sense of intuition, you have to have a very clear and clean body, right? The more, the less dense you are, dense, literal density, um, the, the more likely you are to have a clear intuition. So the things like alcohol and meat, meat eating and high fat diets and uh, any kind of drugs, whether they're, um, you know, legal drugs like uh, over-the-counter medications, but also things like coffee, nicotine, alcohol, all of those things, they make us more dense and they make us a little bit heavier. And, you know, obviously we're all participating in some of that because we're not we're not living in a guru state. We're not, you know, none of us are all sitting off in a cave just drinking milk for three meals a day. So the Living a normal life usually has certain amount of uh, density-inducing, you know, activities. But you know, we can be, be more dense if we're like listening to music that's really heavy and really damaging to our brain. And we can, if we're drinking and doing drugs and eating a lot of meat, and smoking cigarettes, and not sleeping and being stressed out all the time, we become more and more and more dense in the body. Whereas the opposite, a cleaner more purified body is less dense and then what happens is that the intuition and that nat those natural hunches that we get become more accurate so the retrograde mercury is we're going to experience as an increased intuition if we're tapped into our intuition at all and coincidence which you'll never really hear me use that word because we know there's no such thing as a coincidence coincidences extraordinaire right so the the whole idea of the coincidence is going to practically go to a new level of ridiculous because they're going to be so outrageous the way in which we're going to be able to um, manifest and uh, manipulate our environment just by creating thought forms so while mercury retrograde may mean that plans don't go well there, there's going to be a faded feeling to a water retrograde. The idea that, oh, I, um, you know, uh, my plane was delayed, but I made an amazing contact, business contact, sitting next to somebody who was also kind of irritated we were going to miss the plane, and I ended up talking to them for a couple hours, and I think I got a new contract out of it, right? So while there, there, while there's things that that will prevent our plans from going in the direction we want or prevent us from forward movement because retrogrades are always a time of review there's this faded quality with extraordinary coincidence the, the cancerian energy is connected so much with the past and um, this mercury retrograde is going to be particularly great for soul searching soul-searching the past, soul-searching our family relationships and our family bonds because cancer rules those things too. So it can be a very productive time for anybody who's a writer, a teacher, a journalist, 
uh, salespeople, as I said before, and and people who teach or journal or journalism. Um, but because it's happening in cancer, it's also an ability for the mind to become more connected to its emotional roots, uh, especially in cancer. Um, so uh, that's pretty much your Global Energy Minute. Uh, it was very nice to talk to you tonight, and I want to thank Kate for calling in again, and I want to give a shout-out to my archive listeners. I love you guys, and I will uh, be here next Thursday for sure on the Inside Connection. Thank you. Have a good night. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.